0: las vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts darren Millard and ryan wallace
1: hour number two rolling right along here vegas golden knights insider show fox sports las vegas ryan wallace chris chapman with you all hour long as we get to playoff overreactions it's going to be its own segment of sorts we also got our vgk insider play of the day and one timers then we'll wrap it up with catching up with chapman we'll also keep you Up to date on today's NHL action in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs are not looking too good. They're down two to nothing to the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, less than 10 minutes into game number five. And frankly, the Leafs are rattled. Who had that on their bingo card? Oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes also up 2 to nothing on the Boston Bruins at the end of the first period. So we will keep you up to date on the games today. Maybe break down a couple of the games tonight as well. So, Chris Chapman, we're going to start with our playoff overreactions. We've been doing this in the one-timer segment, but, hey, the fact of the matter is they is a lot to talk about in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There are a lot of things happening in all of the series, so it it just kind of makes sense to expand this out a little bit. And I want to start with the team that's already on to the second round. Last night, the Colorado Avalanche eliminated the Nashville Predators in eight days. So number one, is Daryl Sutter the smartest hockey mind in the league right now?
0: I mean it it's certainly it, it, he's in the discussion um you know I lean mean,
1: into the joke buddy
0: come on <laughs> I, I, no I mean it's it, it's funny right but uh yeah I Colorado I I'm not shocked that that they swept Nashville um, Nashville actually put up a little bit more of a fight than than I anticipated um, There, there was what game two where, where uh, Ingram came in and what did game have?
1: two was their only opportunity.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they were up in the third period last night and they, they gave it, the game away, but no,
1: no, 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 no.
0: You're saying it, Colorado it took it from them.
1: They took it from them. Okay. And, and specifically Kale McCarr.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's funny. You guys talked about him in the first segment a little bit in New Jersey, having that first pick that year and taking <laughs> Nico Heischer. You know, as a guy who... Is it personal for you? Who, no, no, because I look at it this way. Had the Devils taken Kale McCarr, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't have Jack Hughes. No, they would You think? You think? I think they still would have. Yeah. I mean, maybe they would have done things differently. I don't know. I, I mean, it's certainly one of those things that we'll never know the answer to. But, yeah, I mean, that... that Kale McCarr is just so good. You and I love watching him play. I mean, we've... I think we both had him winning the Norris in the, in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, not a shock that Kim McCarr makes plays for the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, I, I think, what is he, like 22, 23, something like that? He's really, really young. So uh,
1: 23, yeah.
0: Yeah, 23, and he's already probably the second or third best defenseman in the league. Um, maybe even the best. I guess we'll see this year if he wins the Norris. But, yeah, I mean, he he's just so good. And and, and getting back to Colorado, I I, I think... We saw this with them last year, and I I saw the statistic that every President's Trophy team, except last year's Colorado Avalanche, that had swept their first-round opponent, had won the Stanley Cup. So, I I mean, you could take with that what you want, uh, including the Colorado Avalanche. I believe it was in 2001. They were the President's Trophy winner, and they uh, ended up winning the Stanley Cup, unfortunately. Very, very painful for me.
1: Okay. So, just to kind of get back to your question, uh, they would still have Jack Hughes because Kale McCarr did not make his debut until the 1920 season. Uh,
0: the Devils it, were still really bad,
1: and Kale McCarr wouldn't have played for them before then, right? So, like that, that kind of gives you the idea that you'd have potentially Kale McCarr and Jack Hughes. <laughs> Let that sink in for a moment, Chad. Oh, yeah,
0: I'd rather not think about...
1: Which is funny because, like, I, Nico Heischer, and we talked about it with Darren, like, Nico Heischer is a perfectly yeah, fine he's player.
0: A, he's a good player. He's got one all-star game appearance. Um, So, I, I mean, look, I, I, I think fans are sometimes hard mm-hmm. on him mm-hmm. because he's not Elias Pettersson. He's not Mira Haskinen. He's obviously not McCarr. But he's a good player, and he, he's a, he's a good player for the Devils, and there's a reason why they paid him what they pay him. I think... You know, at the end of the day, New Jersey, they got themselves a good player, and they were able to get Jack Hughes out of the deal as well. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it would have been great to have McCarr. I think every team that picked ahead of Colorado wishes maybe they had done that, but Mm -hmm. you can't cry over spilled milk.
1: I don't know how we ended up talking about the New Jersey Devils, but the point is... Well, we were talking about Kale McCarr. (laughs) I I know, I know, but my my point is with with Kale McCarr, with the Colorado Avalanche, like... do they feel different to you? Because this is a team that is not going to be judged on what they did in the regular season. They're not going to be judged on what they did in the first round. And to be honest, they're not going to be judged on winning next round. Like this is a team that has to go to a conference final or a Stanley cup final in order for this to mean anything. Yeah. Do they feel different to you?
0: No, no, really? I, 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 I am a big believer in show me. And, and, I don't care what they did to Nashville. I, I, I said before the playoffs started that the Predators were the worst team in the playoffs and they would get absolutely demolished.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think Dallas is still the worst team in the playoffs. They,
0: they've won two games. Yes. I don't care. Calgary they, forgot how to play hockey. Well, it doesn't matter. They still have two wins. They have two wins more than Nashville. Yeah, you want to know how they got two wins? They made everyone fall asleep. Well, that's That's okay, how they got but, two but that's wins. how they, Listen, they they they've won. So And
1: and, uh, if, and to be fair, like Jake Ottinger is, has been is a really, really good. significantly better goaltender than Connor Ingram. And this is not to disrespect Connor Ingram. No, he I, came I, in in a very tough spot and played well, but the the Dallas Stars top to bottom as a team are are worse in my opinion than the Nashville Predators.
0: I, I think Nashville has some really nice pieces. I don't know if I agree with the, with the statement, top to bottom are better. I think they have some really good players. But I think Dallas has some really good players, too.
1: Phil Forsberg, Matthew Shane, yeah, but Ryan Johansson, Jason, Jason Robertson, Miro Haskinen,
0: okay, Rupe Hints.
1: Go. Get Roman Yossi. Like, I've I've already <laughs> given you six or seven. You've given me three.
0: I mean, Ottinger's pretty good. Four. Uh, what, <laughs> Klindberg. Klingberg's good. Oh no, come on, come on! <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I'm I'm not going to tell you uh, Radulov, but <laughs> I mean, Dennis Gurianov is pretty good for the Stars.
1: No, he's not. They're
0: they're 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 a good, good. they're a
1: good team. They're not a
0: good team. They're better. They're better than Nashville. They are a bad hockey team. And they're still playing, and they're guaranteed to play at least <laughs> not, two more games. Not
1: for long. Not for long. We'll get there. But to me, the Colorado Avalanche feel different.
0: I I I. They need they need to prove it they need to they need to to obviously win the next round so, okay
1: so then I have to ask you this question
0: when it comes to who t- who Colorado needs to
1: go through like if every team has a hero journey right yeah and every team has to go through a certain number of teams or players or uh, just guys that have haunted them before and I think you know where I'm going with this who does does Colorado have to get through in the second round in route to the the conference final? Like, well, I'm frankly, not... if you want to erase the
0: demons, yeah, you have to go through the Minnesota wild and Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I had a feeling that's where you were going. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to go through number 29. You're going to have to go through the Minnesota wild to exercise some demons. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it's shaping up like that's a real possibility. Look, I still have no idea who's winning that stars wild series. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we'll have a better idea tonight, but yeah, I, I mean, don't,
1: I don't, I think it's going seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it matters. Like no. I, whoever ends up winning this game. I, I don't think it matters one bit because that's going to go back and forth. I think it it's goes seven. It's
0: been such a weird series because Billy huso was so good in game one. And then he was trash in games two and three weird how that happens. I know. And then, and then Baruby makes the change. And Bennington was was pretty solid in Game Four, but in between those two games, I thought Mark Andre Fleury played really well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the funny thing is, it's not that Fleury played bad in Games One or Four. No. So, so I I still have zero clue. I pick St. Louis. I would be completely unshocked if uh-huh. if Minnesota won that series. I would I would be unshocked. Is that even a word? Unshocked. I don't think so all right, I just made one up. I, I would not be shocked if Minnesota won that series. I would not be shocked if St. Louis won. I know that's like taking the easy way out, mm-hmm. but it's, it's 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 clearly been the most fun series. It's it's been the most entertaining. Mm-hmm. A lot of goals between the two teams. We've got some drama now with St. Louis, maybe, but yeah, it, it it's fun. And that's that's I I still think for for the. Road that you're talking about, I, I I I almost want to see Minnesota. I want to be wrong now because I want to see Minnesota and Marc Andre Fleury against Colorado.
1: So here's here's the chaos scenario. It's Minnesota, but it's not Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, it's Cam Talbot. Oh. So the Colorado Avalanche can't even like go back and and write a wrong from last year. And then they end up playing Daryl Sutter.
0: Oh boy, the the mind games. That should be good.
1: Because like if I'm Colorado and you end up playing Calgary in the, in the conference final like I know we're fast forwarding quite a bit here. If I'm the Avalanche, I'm looking to make it eight days right like if I'm if I'm Colorado and you've got Calgary lined up against against you in the conference final, you want to make it eight days. Like you want to okay. make Daryl Sutter eat his own wor- his own words and, and and not just extend that to wildcard teams, but any team not in the Colorado Avalanche or stratosphere and that's really the key for me in why I feel like this team feels different. They're well, not being led right now by Nathan McKinnon. They're not being led right now by Gabe Landeskog. They're not being led by anyone other than Kale McCarr. Yeah. And if Kale McCarr is leading this team the way that he's playing right now, I don't think they're losing.
0: It's a very different team when, when he is is in charge. I mean. He's the engine. It, he really is. And, and I mean, he obviously assisted on the game-winning goal uh, last night. I. It's, yeah, the, the, the team, look, and, and it doesn't matter who's in net. Mm-hmm. Like, no. that's the thing. Like, to me, it I, I wasn't like, oh, they Darcy Kemper's hurt. They're, they have no chance. But I think the pressure will be on if Francis has to play.
1: I don't think he will. I think Darcy Kemper will be ready to go. You've got a week off. It's, yeah. it's really just about swelling going down. If the swelling goes down, I would expect Darcy Kemper to be back in between the pipes for the Colorado Avalanche. does well, this pressure and,
0: get to Darcy Kemper?
1: Hmm, I don't think it's going to matter. Like I, that's, that's how I feel about Colorado. Like you saw against Nashville. And again, I get it. It's Nashville, but this is a team that believes wholeheartedly in their ability to create offense. And they believe it because you've got Kale McCarr. You've got Devon Taves, You've got these guys that are able to move pucks out of their own zone. You've got these guys that can defend well in zone. You don't need your goaltender to stand on the, on his head. Darcy Kemper was really good in game number two. And that was really the only moment in the series that goaltending had to be good for Colorado. At at any other point in the series, it didn't really matter. And I don't think, whether it be St. Louis or whether it be Minnesota, that goaltending is going to be their limiting factor. The only way Colorado loses a series is if a team is able to shut and frustrate, shut them down and frustrate them. And the way Kale McCarr is going right now from the back end, I don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, he he, he just generates so much, yeah. and, and and it's so difficult to, I mean, look, I I and I I'm, I like Devon Taves. I think that's a trade where you look back <laughs> and maybe a bad decision by Lou. Really, you think to <laughs> trade Devon Taves for? What was it? 2, two second second
1: round yeah. picks.
0: The guy the guy plays like a first rounder. Clearly, he I mean he he's been really he's really good for unbelievable. them. Unbelievable. Yeah. And and of course Sammy Girard is, is still really good for yeah. for Colorado. Look, they they generate so much offense from their blue line that it, it, it's almost scary. It's it's almost unfair. It's like a cheat. Kale McCarr is like a cheat code mm-hmm. yeah. in in video game world and I know everyone listening know, knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's like that when, when, when you were a kid and you used to play Mike Tyson's punch-out and you, you would skip all the Glass Joe and Piston Honda and Bald Bull and Super Macho Man to go get knocked out by Mike Tyson. Like, that's what Kel McCarr is, except Kel McCarr knocks out Mike Tyson mm-hmm. with the cheat code.
1: Okay, so question for you. Seeing as the Nashville Predators were eliminated last night from the playoffs...
0: Thanks for participating.
1: Yeah, that's a word.
0: <laughs> Some people are a little salty about my tweet.
1: Where... Will Phil Forsberg play next? Uh,
0: yeah, because I saw he took a little bit of a of a lap around. It was around. an
1: extended lap yeah. after the game to really soak in the the Nashville crowd.
0: I would have to really look and see who's got the cap space um, to sign him, mm-hmm. because I, I would imagine he's going to receive a very large contract. Sure, and you know I I, I don't know every team's cap situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but. I, I think it became pretty clear that he's not going to be playing in Nashville next season.
1: So I'm going to throw a name out there. And it's a team that I think can absolutely take on the contract come next season. And it's a team that I think is looking to add one more piece up front to be a little bit more dynamic.
0: I think I know where you're going.
1: The Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Phil Forsberg, L.A., it's just a hunch. It's just an idea. But I think when you look at what the Kings have built through free agency and the desire for this organization to not miss the playoffs, you've got Anje Kopitar for a very limited amount of time. You've got Drew Doughty for a very limited amount of time. Those guys are not going to play forever. So you've proven there's enough young talent on that roster to get you to the dance now you need somebody to take you over the top. And I don't know that Forsberg's that guy. Like, I believe more in Phil Deneau to be that guy than Phil Forsberg to be that guy. But I, I think if there's anything this offseason that the LA Kings are looking to do, Rob Blake's looking to do, it's probably to get one more forward to take this team to the next level. And I think you, can, you can't really do much better than Philip Forsberg.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm their, their cap situation as of now is, is quite tight. But obviously, you're going to gain about $6 million when... Dustin Brown comes off. They've got a couple of free agents on the defensive end. I can't, I, I don't know if Ollie Matta is going to be a guy that they'll re-sign. Uh, obviously Troy Stecher. But uh yeah, they they they'll have the cap space, I think, if if they don't resign a couple of those defensemen. Um, you know, it, it's it's it makes sense. And, you know, team back up with with uh, Arvidsson And uh mm-hmm. that that would that would, I'll be honest, I think that would be really scary for Golden Knight fans because that team with the with the talent that they have in Ontario that kind of went back and forth and then you look at the 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 veterans that they have and of course Phil Deneau mm-hmm. that's a team that with a signing like that they they automatically jump into the conversation as a contender to win the Pacific Division
1: I don't know if I'll go there I he, I, I they,
0: think they're I think I, their defense is still too green But yeah but I look at this Calgary very real possibility they lose Johnny Goudreau that's a massive, massive Ooh. loss for Calgary if that happens. Well, who would you rather have, Goudreau or Forsberg? I think I think it depends on on the system because Goudreau is kind of a little guy, right? He's not a very big guy. So it, it, it's tough because I, I really like Goudreau. I think mm-hmm. he's a dynamic player. But I think in specific situations, like at least with Calgary, he's got a lot of protection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think if he goes to the wrong place where there's not a lot of protection— I think he's a guy who who could get banged around. That's why, as much as I would love to see him play in New Jersey, I I just don't know because they don't have the bruisers like Calgary has. And and I mean, it's going to be real interesting. I could tell you this: I am more excited Mm -hmm. for the off season, and maybe this because the Golden Knights aren't playing in the playoffs. Maybe, but the off season this year is going to be it's going to be a lot like the year Tavares was a free agent.
1: Feels like it. Um, Let me ask you a question. Because we we spent first three years or so in press conferences with Gerard Gallant. Is there anything more terrifying than Gerard Gallant angry at the work rate of his team?
0: No, that's it. listen. If if you are a player who plays under Gerard Gallant, you mm-hmm. are going to work well. And, and and if you don't, this is a guy. Let, let's remember. Go back to year one. He benched some pretty prominent players, uh-huh. some pretty good players for the Golden Knights. Colin Miller was, was benched during the playoffs, sure. but also David Perron right. was benched. So Gerard Gallant doesn't care about the name on the back of your jersey. You are going to work for him, and he was not happy last night.
1: The Pittsburgh Penguins took a 3-1 series lead by beating the Rangers 7-2. to <laughs>
0: Last night. I did not see that coming Gerard, at all.
1: Gerard Gallant, after the game, said that his team was soft everywhere. Soft everywhere. Now, Igor Shosturkin's been, he he was phenomenal for the first two games of this series. And then I think the volume of shots, the, the workload, whatever the case may be, it's caught up to Shosturkin. And, like, I don't place a lot of blame on Igor in last night's game. There were four goals that were deflected in. Like, if you're a defenseman, block the shot or get out of the way. Yes. Especially when you have a Vesna quality goaltender. Let him see the shot. If you don't, it's on you. And that, to me, is is really the, the crux of this series. I thought the Rangers were going to beat the Penguins because I believed in Igor Shosturkin. I think what we're seeing is, right now, Igor Shosturkin cannot save the New York Rangers. They're just not a very good
0: team. You know, it, it's funny because I think that was the big question going into the playoffs. Like this team was going to go as far as as the team in front of can play Because I, 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 mean, you cannot look at him and think he's been the problem. The, the problem is none of their quote stars have stepped up. No, Where, where's Kreider been? You know, Panarin has has not had a a big series. I mean, they've they've gotten they gave him what seven goals on Saturday mm-hmm. they gave up seven goals last night. Mm-hmm. I I don't know and you know it, it, it's it's interesting that you bring up the volume of shots because I think we saw something similar with Kerper Salo. Yeah. The year that what was it a five overtime game in the bubble yeah. against against Tampa.
1: Game one against Tampa.
0: And Columbus was pretty good in that series but it seemed like Kurper Salo was not the same. In that series? Well, I mean, like if you're Igor Shosturkin, and you're in a triple overtime
1: game, it's your playoff debut debut. You make seventy-nine saves. and, you and Your team can't beat Louis
0: Domingue? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that's demoralizing. And and I'll I'll eat my words because I I I still said after that game that nah, Pittsburgh won't win with Louis Domingue in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. He's a journeyman. I mean, he's like Andrew Hammond, right? He's the hamburglar, right? He he's a guy who's bounced around the league, but I think what what we've seen is the team in front of Louis Domingue is is better. Is better. Yeah. And and I'm not going to say hungrier, but they have experience. They've they've got better players. I mean, Sid is it's like he's it's like he's 23 years old, 24 and years old again. What's
1: what's funny about it? Malkin hasn't been good. Like, it's been Sidney Crosby, and it's been Jeff Carter, and it's been Evan Rodriguez, and it's been Jake Gensel. Like, it's been those guys. Gensel's so
0: good. He's such an underrated player. He
1: really is. But, you know, I, I think what this series is teaching us, and maybe this whole year.
0: Don't bet against Sid.
1: That's a part of it. Mike Sullivan's a really good hockey coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jack Adams best coach in the league yeah. well, really good I mean wasn't he
0: going to coach Team USA in the Olympics I I think I mean he he's certainly in the discussion for the best American coach mm-hmm. ever Yeah um yeah he he is and and I think I think he's kind of out coaching Gerard Gallant in this series
1: Yeah I would agree with that Well then again I don't think the Rangers are very good like <laughs> I think I think if anything if anything is being proven out right now what's, in this series it's that the Rangers 5 on 5 are an absolute train wreck What's record.
0: what's really funny about this is Remember in the offseason, the big the big story with the Rangers after Tom Wilson ragdolled mm-hmm. Artemi Panarin mm-hmm. was we got to get tougher. We're going to be better. We're going to be tougher. We're going to be a stronger team. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to bring in tough guys. Yep. We're going to bring in guys who don't get pushed around. Sure. That hasn't worked out so well.
1: Well, no, not when you're playing a team that's skilled in the Penguins because toughness doesn't really make much yeah. of a difference. Okay, so I want to I want to turn our focus Real quick to Calgary, Dallas, because I think, (laughs) I think the worst thing that could have happened to the Dallas stars was Johnny Gaudreau getting pissed off. Yeah. And Johnny Gaudreau was an absolute beast last night. He was so good in that game. He willed the Calgary flames to getting that ball rolling the shoot. uh, The, the, the penalty shot goal was fantastic. Everything Goudreau did last night was exactly what you wanted to see. If you have Calgary in this series, I think the Dallas stars are cooked.
0: They, they appear that way. Um, Ottinger could only carry them so far. I think once Goudreau scored that second, it was a second goal for Calgary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a beautiful goal too. Oh, So good. I mean, that's, that's what you want from Johnny Goudreau. Um, I think he, he, he's played, he, he seems to have woken up, um, I, I, I thought it was interesting because Jamie Ben tried to fire up the stars. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, Calgary stepped up their game last night, which they they were in a, a situation where they absolutely needed to, because I think had they lost last night, there's there's big trouble in, in Calgary.
1: I think the Flames woke up and realized they could play hockey, right? Like uh, the Dallas Stars don't want you to play hockey. Yeah. And, and Jamie Ben to his credit, was great in Game 3. He was so good at getting under the skin of Matthew Kachuk. But you upset Johnny Gaudreau, And I think that's the key for me. Like We talk about Matthew Kachuk as being the agitator. We talk about him in in the super pest role. You don't want Johnny Gaudreau playing mad. Because you saw what that did last night. He is a next player. And he hit that level last night for Calgary, I think, the flames are going to win the next two i don't think dallas wins another game yeah. i think waking up a sleeping giant was the worst thing they could have done
0: he he took the high hit mm-hmm. and then and he, a high stick yeah and then he was slashed yep. on on the 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 play where he ends up scoring on the uh, penalty shot so yep. uh yeah he 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 played angry and i i am with you i think calgary goes back and they they take care of business uh tomorrow night in uh, the Saddle Dome, and then they'll go to Dallas, and I think they close it out in Dallas, and we'll get—I uh, don't know—LA or Edmonton. waiting for them, or they're—they're <laughs> Our- they're waiting for L- LA or Edmonton. I should say.
1: Okay, we'll—we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute here. But right now, keeping you up to date on the—the the games right now. Carolina up two to nothing on Boston. Midway through the second period, Tampa up two to nothing on Toronto, outshooting the Leafs fourteen to four. That's a great start for Toronto, uh, Seattle, Minnesota. That puck drop will be uh, at six thirty, and then you've got uh, the LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers at seven.
0: Who wins tonight? LA or Edmonton? The game is in Edmonton, so I lean towards Edmonton. But you know, I there, I don't know. Like I'm not confident in making that prediction um, because I think Jonathan Quick. He, he had it in him the other night. Um, I, he, he obviously got the shutout. But, yeah, it, it, it's a tough call for me because as much as I always want a lean home team, mm-hmm. I just don't have any confidence in the Edmonton Oilers. I really? have zero. Really? I have no confidence in them. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. I After all these years, what would give me confidence in the Oilers? But, yeah, I, I can't realistically say that I'm – I certainly would not bet the game. Right. I could tell you that.
1: Well, so again, I, I talked about it yesterday on the show, and I'm going to kind of go back to it, and and I could be absolutely wrong here. And I'm going to preface this by saying I don't believe in hockey gods. Like I don't believe in the malarkey of of superstition, or really in in just the idea that um, you know, jinxes are real or anything like that. I don't believe in it. But I do think that there's something to be said about Evander Kane scoring a hat trick on the power play to make it eight to two with under a minute left in
0: game three. There's there's a certain gamesmanship. You just don't do it. Respect of the game, respect of your opponent. You just don't do it. And so it would be really funny
1: if that were the last goal the Edmonton Oilers score in the series. Like they (laughs) wasted that one in that situation for for
0: Evander Kane to get a hat trick. Right.
1: (laughs) And, and I saw, I saw something that was phenomenal. Like the, the, the Edmonton Oilers scored 17 goals in the first three games of this series. The last team to score 17 goals through the first three games of a series was the 2014 San Jose sharks against the 2014, Los Angeles Kings.
0: Oh, the Sharks boy. had a
1: three games no. oh. to none lead, <laughs> and the Kings came back and won four straight and eliminated the San Jose Sharks. So I'm just saying, like, w- like, and the best part about it, the Oilers retweeted that. Uh, like they retweeted that, and, and it's like someone had to explain, like, hey, why? Why would you? Why? This
0: isn't something you want to put <laughs> yeah. out in the universe. So, so you're saying you don't believe in superstitions and all that, but there is precedent. I think that there's precedent. Like certainly this is not the same LA team. But they have all, they have the the main parts mm-hmm. are still there for LA.
1: Listen, if Jonathan Quick wants to get on on the level that he was <laughs> at the other night, oh, no. good luck to the Edmonton Oilers. That's all I gotta say. Like I I think I still picked LA because I don't trust the Oilers we're talking about. Yeah. But if the Kings can go up there and get a win. Oh, boy. The
0: pressure on Edmonton, and more specifically, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Who, like, haven't been elite yet in this series. Like, that, they've
1: had moments.
0: But, yeah, you you would expect when you have... They haven't
1: taken over a series. Well, that's the
0: thing. Like, I, I think the case is, is, is there that, well, I, I don't even know if there's a case that needs to be made. But Edmonton has the two best players on the ice mm-hmm. in the series. Mm-hmm. And the fact that those two players have not dominated the series... Or have even... You can't even say they dominated one game in the series.
1: Who's been the best Oiler? Uh, it's an easy one.
0: Mike Smith? No. <laughs> I know Kane. Wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been good. Like, that's a problem. I think Darnell Nurse
1: has been good. But... The Edmonton Oilers' best player should be Connor McDavid. Yeah. It, like, it, there this there shouldn't where, be a debate. This is where I'm going to sit there and say, it's Connor's fault. Flat out, no lie, no, no joke. This... If they don't win this series... And Connor McDavid does not go out and dominate the next two or three games. It's on him. Yeah. And it's on Leon Draisaitl Because they have not been as good as Evander Kane, as Zach Hyman, as Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Zach cassian has been better <laughs> than those two guys.
0: No joke. They can get pissy in the offseason.
1: Well... Doesn't matter if things are going right. Leon Dreisaitl's always
0: pissed. Yeah, does he ever? Sm- well, neither one of those guys. No, they ever don't. Smile.
1: Well, I mean, they're they're in a they're in a they're in a playoff series. No, no reason now. to smile
0: now. Yeah, <laughs> they, they
1: might lose to the Los <laughs> Angeles Kings.
0: I'm, a- I'm. Oh, I hope it happens.
1: All right, hit the music for play of the day. No chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Michael scores.
0: It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
1: Play of the day comes courtesy of a guy that we're also going to talk about in in one timers. Though he doesn't get the goal, he's instrumental in setting it up. Kale McCarr sets up Valerian Nechuskin for the series clinching goal against the Nashville Predators.
0: By it for Burikoski. It's pounded off the inboards. Here is Andre up top from McCarr and Kale. It takes over. Wanted to work it through Trenton and does. McCarr to the circle. Cross-eye shot. Score! Chuskin puts the abs back on top, four to three. Kale McCarr drew all eyes to him.
1: McCarr's ridiculous. He he makes a play off the wall, gets away from Yakov Trinen, and then he's able to just feed a slick pass. Understanding the structures and the defenses, understanding what happens when you spring out of a corner and you're able to bring the puck, and you know men are coming to you. It's the ability to exploit that. For me, the vision, everything, the skating. McCarr's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and if you're training, you can't allow him to get by you. Like he, Yeah, it's easier li- said than done. Yeah, he literally just pushes training out of the way and yeah. gets by. I mean, there's room between training and the wall, mm-hmm. and somehow McCarr slips through. So I have a
1: question on Kale McCarr. We're going to get to it on the other side of the break. We've got one-timers coming up next. as is the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He
0: scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
1: One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. We're going to start with Kale McCarr. After sweeping the Predators last night, Nathan McKinnon one of the players i think everyone widely considers in top five in the league right now right like that's where it's about where nathan mckinnon is nathan mckinnon said he feels kale mccarr might be the best player in the league right now mccarr 10 points in four games (laughs) against the nashville predators (laughs) it's i'm gonna ask you a different question is kale mccarr the most disrespectful player in the league and i don't mean that in that he's disrespectful in in to the media because he isn't he's really pleasant to talk to he's really polite super nice but the things he does to players on the ice is downright mean like yes. is kale mccarr the most cold-blooded player between the opening faceoff and the final horn in the league right now
0: I think so. You know, he he has a little bit of Tom Brady in him. I think, <laughs> you know, and in, in that he he's going to do things to you mm-hmm. that will embarrass you. Yeah. And it's I mean, with Brady, I think it's on purpose. Like I think Brady enjoys embarrassing people. With McCarr, oh, I
1: think Kale enjoys it. I,
0: I I think he's just a well, they're they're ultimate competitors. Sure. Um, you know, he he's an assassin and yeah, cold blooded. <laughs> like, it, it it really is. Like I'm trying to draw a comparison to it to. Something that's not in the world of sports and I can't because he's just you know what, he's kinda like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. <laughs> like just wandering the ice looking for people to, to scalp. Like, you know? <laughs> I got you and you're never going to be the same. Yeah. And
1: and that's Kale McCartney. Like to me the thing is, um he's so unassuming. that you see him in an interview, he looks like a kid, like he he is a kid, but when he's got the pads on and he's in the middle of a game, he just downright embarrasses guys.
0: Yeah. You know, the, the scary thing, and we talked about it a little bit in the break, but he hasn't even hit his prime. No. Like, I think, I, I don't know if it's too early to say this, mm-hmm. but 10, 12, 13 years from now when Kael McCarr is hanging up the skates. Yep. I don't feel that it's out of, and it's not a hot take to say it, but I think we will discuss him as one of the all-time great defensemen. Not just a guy who's great in his era, Mm -hmm. but he'll be in the discussion with the Bobby Orr's, the Ray Borks as being one of the all-time greats. I mean, because he is, he's electric.
1: We didn't ask you yesterday,
0: did he get your Norris vote? Absolutely, there's zero doubt about it.
1: So it's McCarr, then what, then Hedman and Yossi or Yossi and Hedman?
0: I think Yosi. Mm-hmm. I think because of the way that it, that, that the vote has become sure. a guy for offensive numbers, and I understand Yosi had more mm-hmm. more points than than McCarr, but I think it's the fashion in which McCarr gets his points. Yeah, the the fact that he's he's just so fun to watch. Uh, you know, Yosi's a really good player, but yep. I, I, I think kind of you know we, we could talk about what we talked about in the last segment. Cam McCarr is probably the best player on the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, no, no, probably. He is. And and I think when you are the best player on a team that wins or comes very close to winning the president's trophy mm-hmm. and is expected to win and compete for a Stanley Cup, I think it's a no-brainer that, that he gets the vote from me. I mean, I, and maybe other guys have different criteria, but there's been times this season where Kale McCarr has been the best player in the NHL.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. Let's switch gears here. We're going to talk about awards, though, and this is probably coming at a inopportune time for Uh Igor (laughs) Shosturkin. But the NHL announced earlier today the the Vesna Trophy finalists. Oh boy! Oh boy! (laughs) Only one of these guys is still playing. Uh, Igor. Well, that's. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself with Shosturkin, but (laughs) Shosturkin, Yuzi Saros, and Jacob Markstrom are the three finalists for the Vesna Trophy. I think it's hands down going away, Igor Shostakhin. I don't think there's really any argument to be made for either UC Soros or Jacob Markstrom. It's not holding up well in the playoffs, but hey, this has been voted on before the playoffs. So, And, and to be honest, like I think you're getting a real glimpse of who the New York Rangers actually are with Igor Shostakhin looking human.
0: Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, I I think the guy who probably should finish second mm-hmm. wasn't even a finalist.
1: Because I think that? Freddie Anderson yeah.
0: had, a, had a better season than UC Soros. I don't disagree. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, Markstrom's had a really good year. I think he's probably the second-best goalie in the league right now. But to me, this is another one that, that really shouldn't be close to Sturkin. Look, 2.07 goals against, 9.25 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Not that much higher than than Markstrom's, but... Yeah, I, I think, again, it, it's about aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Shostakhin plays in the biggest media market in, in the country. Yep. I think that will factor. There's a lot of guys who don't get to watch Jacob Markstrom. Let, let's also point out that
1: Igor Shostakhin had to be the next guy after a legend.
0: Yeah, that's on true. That's very Henrik true. Ronquist.
1: We know how difficult that can be in a <laughs> yeah. market. Yeah. To be the next guy, and, and Igor Shesterkin has met almost every challenge. We'll see if he can single handedly win three straight because that's what's that like that's legitimately. That's what they have to do. They, yeah. The only way the Rangers are going to win this series is if Igor Shesterkin can completely shut down the Pittsburgh Penguins because he's not getting any help. Yeah, like he's gonna have to win games one nothing.
0: That's, and this that's this, real. The, the worst part about this discussion is tomorrow night at this time in 24 hours, yep, we could be basically seeing the end of Igor Shostakovich's season. Like, that's not unrealistic. No,
1: you're not right. And you're I think you and I,
0: we both want to keep seeing... We want to see him play. We want to see more of him.
1: This is the most I've been able to watch him play all year.
0: Because yeah, for whatever we're, reason... We're on the air when the Rangers are yeah. playing most of their games. All right. And he didn't play at T-Mobile, which was disappointing.
1: Darren alluded to it. We'll get to it right, right now. Uh, Patrick Marlowe has a officially... Announced his retirement from the NHL, the all-time leader in games played. 1,779 games played.
0: That's a lot of games.
1: That's a lot of games. 1,197 career points. Is Patrick Marlowe a Hall of Famer?
0: Uh, I'd have to dive deep into, into his uh his career numbers. Uh off the top of my head, no. Nope. I I don't know. I I like I said. I'd have to look at his career numbers to really. I mean, I, I okay. So let I'll, I'll help you out here.
1: Do I believe Patrick Marlowe is a Hall of Famer? If like I'm basing it on my criteria for Hall of Famer. Okay, you've he's got be,
0: he's got nearly twelve hundred points. I I'd say yeah. He's he's probably a Hall of Famer.
1: Was he ever the best player in the world? No. Was he ever top ten in the world? For a prolonged period of time,
0: uh, unlikely. I mean, look he he's never he's never won a major award. Uh, was he even ever an all star? No, never an all star. So basically, he's a compiler. He did get Hart Trophy votes
1: early on, and and that's saying something. He though. finished twenty first, twenty first in two
0: thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, actually, a, little, a couple years later, he, he looks like he finished ninth.
1: He was never top three in in, in an award vote.
0: No. Yeah, that, that's a tough outside,
1: one. Outside of the lady bang. But like...
0: Yeah, he, he got a lot of votes for that a lot of times. To me?
1: Patrick Marlowe is for sure Hall of Very good. Now, you can make the argument that his longevity, the ability to play 23 seasons in a league that usually chews you up and spits you out about 14 15 like i think you can make the argument that there's something there but to me i don't think so but let me be let me be frank here i think he absolutely will be in the hall of fame yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it's first ballot i don't know that i did i don't know that i agree with it though
0: yeah i you know it's 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 Tough, right? Like, because I said twelve hundred career points, almost. I mean, he's eleven ninety seven, rounded up to twelve hundred. Right? And just, just get three more assists. It would have been such a nice, easy number. Yeah. But I mean, he's a compiler. That's that's the unfortunate thing. He he's a guy who has compiled a ton of points because he's played nearly eighteen hundred games in the league. I, I, yeah, you know, it's hard. It like it like we said, he's never even played in an All Star game.
1: Funny thing, uh, you're getting chirped on Twitter.
0: Really? By yeah, who? Stephanie.
1: For what? She said, "Quick, someone pull up Marlo's Wikipedia stats for you."
0: Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm those, always so nice to her, too. Those
1: are your one timers for today, Tuesday, May 10th. Brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. We'll wrap it up. Catching up with Chapman is next. <laughs>
0: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. You know, um, one of the things that's great about having a, a spouse who grew up in a, in a foreign country mm. and is an immigrant to the United States is that she gets to experience new things. Sure. And we've been watching a lot more of the hockey playoffs this year. Obviously, last season was was a strange one because a lot of the arenas were empty. So this is her first real go round. In the playoffs, and we were watching the Nashville, Colorado game last night. Yeah, and she said, "Wow, that looks like a really fun place to go see a game." Right. And I said, "I said, yeah, that's considered to be one of the marquee arenas to go see a game in." And I know you've been to a game at Nashville. Yes. And it got me thinking: what my top three arenas to see a, a game in? It doesn't matter who they're playing; like, it doesn't have to be the Golden Knights against this team. It just has to be mm-hmm. like one of the marquee arenas to see a game. And I think Nashville might be very close to the top of my list. I think I think I've got four places that I'd really really like to see games, and okay. I've been lucky. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. I've seen the, the Jets in Winnipeg, the Sharks in San Jose. Mm. But I think for me, Nashville's near the top. Um, Toronto, the Sharks in San Jose well, would not be in, in my top. In, in the playoffs, it was cool. <laughs> that was fine. Um, but Toronto, yep, the Canadians. When they're really good, I I imagine that that place is jumping. I don't even think they have to be good. No, you're right. And I think Tampa, with with, with the lightning bolt in the pregame, I just think that would be really, really cool. I mean, I've seen games in a lot of arenas and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, some some better than others. Sure. Like Philadelphia is a great place to see a game if you're not rooting for (laughs) the opposing team.
1: Listen, if I were to watch a game in Philadelphia, I'd wear a Philly sweater. Yeah. I don't care. You have to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're asking
0: for trouble if you don't.
1: I I think, like, my bucket list is an interesting one in that I want to see the Rangers and MSG for sure.
0: It's amazing.
1: I I can't imagine a better setting, uh, a more intriguing and and interesting rink.
0: And the rink Uh, is on the fifth floor.
1: I, I know. That's, like, that's the thing for me. Like, I don't understand New York City in general. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand how people can live there. I don't understand how how crammed in everything is and how small yeah. of, of an area it is, yet everything is happening. Yeah. So I don't understand the concept of New York City let alone that there's an arena, and it is awesome. So yeah. I'd love to see a game at MSG. I'd love to see the Rangers uh, play at, at Madison Square Garden. Um, the the one that I think is interesting, and it has nothing to do with the rink, it has nothing to do with fans, it has nothing to do with anything other than one specific thing. I know exactly where you're going to go. I want I want to go Calgary. to the Saddledome. Yeah, I want to do the catwalk. That's, it, that's I want it. to be yeah. absolutely terrified just to get to my seat <laughs> to watch the game.
0: Did you see the video that Shang peng tweeted out? Like, yeah. when he went there,
1: yeah, he was like, yeah, uh, no big deal."
0: Yeah, me, I, I'd be, I'd be clutching onto the rails. Ice <laughs> water in the veins for <laughs> yeah. Shang peng Yeah, and apparently they have cookies in the press box, so I'm all about that.
1: Okay, cookies for sure. I, like, I'd, I'd go to Montreal, like 100. Yeah. percent So, like, those are kind of the three that I would put out there. Nashville's awesome. Like, Nashville, we had such a great time. I've never even been to Nashville. You've never been to Nashville. You've been everywhere else. And you've never yep. been to Nashville? Never been to-
0: I've been to Memphis, but I have not been to Nashville.
1: Yeah, do yourself a favor and go to Nashville. <laughs> Make it happen. One day. All right, we'll be back with you tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.